All right, we're rolling. Ah, uh, cool. Number three, four. Cool. Number four on the podcast numbers for pressx.com.au. This time we remembered to say the name at the start, unlike last time. Except you said the wrong episode name. Yeah, oh, that doesn't matter. Go to pressx.com.au, check out the latest reviews. Find out what you need to find out in order to be cool. You're in radio mode today, I like it. Radio mode, I'm just... Oh, burnt out. We're doing this of an evening after all of us have worked. So we should be current. drinking. Um, yeah, well, actually, we should. Yeah, that's a good I've got idea. beers in the fridge. Go on. I'll have, I'll have a beer. We'll um, have a podcast beer party. All right. I'll go. So I'll while Coco's right grab those, we might actually start off with our usual segment of what we're watching, listening to, playing, which I believe we needed a name for. Yeah. That's a little better than what we're watching, what listening, and playing. Yeah, so, that's a um, bit long winded. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking, like, what's the haps? <laughs> I mean, I'm really like like dazed and confused now. This is like, this is spaced out Nick going on right now. We haven't even started drinking. Oh, we haven't even started. I'm already going crazy. All right, so we might, I might, we'll think of a name over the week or something like that. If someone wants to send a name through, that'd be cool. Well, if we don't have anything better, we can, for today's episode. What's the haps? What's the haps? What's the haps? So, uh, by the way, I'm Ben, since we didn't introduce Yes, and I'm Nick, and Kurt has walked off, but he'll be back soon. Uh, so, we might kick off with what we're doing, and this is something that Kurt probably should be here for, but I'll, I'll, I'll roll out with the first slot. And I'm playing Dead Island, and I am very frustrated with this game. Why is that? Why am I frustrated with this game? Because it is stupidly hard, and the controls are sluggish, and it is just it, it just feels like everywhere you're walking, you're carrying ten pounds with you. Where, where, where? I can't play games. Yeah. Thank you very much. So basically, uh, we're chatting Dead Island, and just saying that I'm the only one that's played it at this point, and oh, I am I, very, I very thank oh, you very much. Yeah, that's, that doesn't count. But I'm very frustrated with this game. I'm finding it a little bit uh, a little bit awkward. Control-wise, I find it a bit heavy, and I'm also finding that it is just stupidly hard. And from what I've read, a lot of people are finding it hard because, well, there's no difference between the single-player and the multiplayer. So I believe, or maybe, maybe slightly wrong, I don't know whether they scale difficulties with the characters, but it seems like they don't. So And they don't increase the amount of zombies in the game. So when you're tackling them solo, you could be tackling them with three other people for, for no added disadvantage. Hmm. A lot of games are going along that line these days. Not many games are scaling when you're adding more and more players to them. In fact, um, one of the best ones that come across recently is even just... Ge oh, well, recently. A while ago now. was the way Gears of War 2 worked in the sense of you could choose different difficulties, but it didn't really scale the game as much as just the fact that player 2 was playing on easy. They could shoot people. Uh, you know, they could kill people quick enough. They didn't take as much damage and the enemy didn't shoot at them as often. Yeah, I think Gears is one of the best examples yeah. of scaling difficulty. But certainly there has been quite a few over the years now that have been, yeah, they just don't scale uh, when you add more players into it. So obviously it's always better to play with more players. Well, the yeah. game we always seem to go back to is Borderlands. And I thought that Borderlands was a very good example of scaling difficulties. While where every time someone new came into the world, it said, blah, blah, blah has joined the world. The creatures have become more powerful. Same with things like Diablo, Diablo 2. 2. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it would be nice. It would have been nice if... Um, Probably they scaled back to single-player difficulty because it is incredibly hard and I find myself dying more than living and it just frustrates me and I just can't play the game. And I'm without anyone, without knowing anyone else that has it and I don't really go on and play with people I don't know very often because I was just sort of trying it out, I, I'm not enjoying it at all. Yeah. It sounds like they would have been better off uh, scaling the difficulty in terms of making the single-player easier. Yes. And so when like. you play with more people... It just, if they didn't want to make all the zombies harder, 
it's just easier to play through with more people rather than make the single player super hard and then make it bearable once you've got enough people. But, no, that'd be a very good approach. So uh, we may we may chat more about Dead Islands a little bit later, but what else am I doing? Um, I am, in fact, probably reading more than anything at the moment. In fact, I've got going through a read kick and I've got two books on the go at the same time. So that's always a nice thing. I'm reading the second one in the uh, Border Trilogy by Cormac McCartney. So I've read All the Pretty Horses and now I'm up to The Crossing, which from what I've heard, the first 200 pages or so are just absolutely brilliant and I'm already about 20 pages in and just loving it. And the other thing I'm reading is a book called The Polysonic... What's that that word? Polysyllabic... I I don't even know what you're trying to say. I don't know the book. Oh my God, I'm just just crashing and burning. (laughs) The Polysyllabic Sphere... I'm just getting it wrong. But it's by uh, Nick Hornsby. And if you don't know who Nick Hornsby is, he's the guy that wrote High Fidelity, yeah. uh, which became a very good movie, and About a Boy, which also became a very good movie. Yeah. So he's written some very good books. And it's a story, it's about him. He wrote a column for a magazine called The Believer. Yeah. And that, in that column, he was discussing reading. Not so much discussing what he was reading, but how his reading flowed. Right. With the books that he read, it's sort of the, the, the structure that he read in. And uh, it's, it's quite good starting off. And there's a lot of talk about... Uh, uh, thank you, Ben, for going and having a look at that. That'd be really good. Is it called the polysyllabic spree? That's the one. All right. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm, I just... I can't remember off the top of my head. Get it for, get well, I don't even know what that means, so I don't expect you to pronounce it. No, that's cool. And it... it Something that I think may be worth discussing is he has an interesting idea or a great idea, I think, of it doesn't matter. This I think this applies to everything else. It doesn't matter what you're reading as long as you're enjoying it. So those people that crack the shits at people for reading The Da Vinci Code, it doesn't matter because for all you know, that person reading The Da Vinci Code has never read a full book before, is just a a younger person that's never read a full-size adult book and it's the first time they're doing it. And if people are enjoying it, don't complain. And things like if you're reading the classic and you feel that you have to read the classic because it's a classic and you're not enjoying it, you're inevitably going to associate reading with something frustrating and hard that you don't want to do. So there's nothing wrong with putting down a bad book that you're not enjoying that maybe are great and picking up something you will enjoy. And I think that comes across in every facet of life almost. Absolutely. What are you watching? What am I watching at the yeah. moment? Uh, oh, by the way, I don't know if you heard, we were calling this segment, What's the Haps? What's the Haps? As right. of five minutes ago, but uh, feel free to come up with something better. Gotta go for a beer and this show goes down. Yeah, that's what happens fast. when you disappear. Uh, yeah, what are you watching? <laughs> so what am I watching? Um, I'm not really watching much at the moment. I'm, I'm working in all other things. Always watching time, watching time seems to be uh, diminishing quickly. Fair enough. So I'm not really watching much at the moment, but uh, I'll pass it on to Ben, who will hopefully provide us with some more insight and perhaps some little less insane talk from Nick. Mm, more insane talk, if anything. Yeah, he's from Insane Ramblings, after all. Thanks I'm... for the plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just started Dead Space 2 this week. Cause, Good uh, game. Had some time before Gears 3 comes out next week. So I don't know if I'll be able to get through it all, but I'm definitely loving it so far. The, the beginning of that game is pretty intense, and I'm constantly honoured just playing it with the... Uh, the enemies popping up out of the middle of nowhere and just... We're you talking about the beginning beginning where he's in the straitjacket? Yeah, I, I don't want to spoil it too much. For I don't think people haven't played it. To be quite honest, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think a game that's been out for, I, yeah. I think, nearly a year. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about spoiling it. Okay, fair enough. Well, I, didn't it only come out at the start of the year? No, it's I'm pretty sure it was last year. Last year. 
I've, I've got a feeling February can't get on this for me. Uh, right. Well, February, even if it is February, that's you know over six months ago. So fair enough. I say, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's in the he's in a straight jacket at the beginning, as Nick mentioned, and uh, you basically can't shoot. You're just running while necromorphs, which are your enemies, are exploding out of chambers around you, and you just got to run for it. And lights are flickering, and yeah, just shit's going down. I thought that was a pretty awesome way to start the game. It's definitely improvement. Bastard, you're right. Now it's January Ooh, 25th, uh, 2011. That's so still a while away. It's practically February. Well, it's about, what, eight months ago. So to be quite yeah. honest with eight months ago, I think I think spoilers aren't the biggest concern. If they haven't played it by now, they're probably not. Or they're cheap and they're waiting for it to go cheap, a la Ben. <laughs> yeah. And, <okay. laughs> but, uh, so how far through are you at this point? Simon? I'm up to chapter five. Chapter five. And I think there's eight chapters. Oh, really? I have no idea. Now, you know there's an achievement for beating that game straight through without... Oh, there's actually a harder mode yeah. where you get to save twice? Uh, three times, I think. Three times? Yeah. It's... Yeah, you basically have to play it on the hardest difficulty, only saving three times in the whole game. No, it's, no it's a step. It's a yeah. step below. It's the second hardest difficulty. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. And as as coach just mentioned, no checkpoints. So if you die, you have to go. Back However, to your last because save. it's a two disc game, there is an exploit where you can actually save halfway through. Uh, see, I you got save the, at the at the second disc. I got the PS3 version, so there's uh, unlucky only, only one disc for me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Seems like a difficult task. I probably won't be going for that. And you trick. played the first game? Yeah, I loved the first game. Loved the first game. I think the first game was a real surprise packet. And yeah, I picked yeah. it up and it was cheap. It was a game that came out and was actually, you know, the 65 Aussie bucks. And I thought that was a great game for the price. And I was very surprised and was really looking forward to the second one. And I really enjoyed the second one as well. Yeah, I, I haven't played the first one for quite a while. And I just kind of forgot how good that series was. And uh, I played... There's like a downloadable comic that you can play that kind of bridges the gap between, I think it's the Wii game and the start of Dead Space 2. Mm, I've watched the comic. I can't actually remember. I thought it was between the first and second. Actually, there's a comic in the game that bridges the two. Okay. You can watch it on the disc. It, it might be the same thing, basically. Yeah. But there's a whole bunch of like hacking mini games, which, to be honest, that wasn't that cool. <laughs> it was... Uh, so some of the games don't really make a lot of sense and you just play them over and over in slightly different scenarios. But uh, it was cool to... You get, like, a suit for finishing the game and some extra power-ups and that kind of thing. So uh, that was worth checking out as well. Um, and, yeah, sets up the beginning of the game quite nicely. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. But, yeah, definitely looking forward to playing some more of that, hopefully fitting uh, as much as I can in before Gears 3 comes out next week. Now that game was really good, and I um I played through the whole thing, and I only didn't get I think two achievements. So it was it's a, if you're looking for an easy game to get a good 800 points, that's one of them. I just didn't beat it on the top difficulty, actually 900 points, because I didn't beat it on the top difficulty, and then I didn't do that extra only three save game. Yeah, right. And um, I've also been listening to this album um, by a band called Death. I don't know, did you guys check this out at all? I did see what you put up there. If if you'd like to explain exactly what this is, so this is. Quite an interesting one. In the 70s, this band was recording a full 12-disc uh, album. And they were... They sounded... They so both sound a short one. You know, like a single, pretty much, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, they, they've got a very uh, punk sound, but it, they were around before bands like the Ramones were really hitting it big. And um, so it's kind of one of the first punk bands. And they got seven tracks done of their 12-disc CD, 
or I guess like record if it was back in the so day. So close. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the record label asked them to change their name because I guess death isn't the most marketable name. Um, but they refused. And so the album never came out and the songs were never released until just a couple of years ago, they, uh, they were finally released. And these guys have quite an impressive sound that, as I mentioned, is way ahead of their time. If you like bands like The Ramones, it's got a similar feel to it. And the album, you can get it on iTunes now, it's called For The World To See, I believe. And yeah, I was just uh, taken by surprise by these guys, I hadn't heard anything about it, but they're making a documentary about it. Um, so I definitely will be willing to uh, check that out in a couple of years whenever that doco is finally finished. If you're interested in that kind of music or just want to listen to it, just... Uh, something different. Yeah, it's very... it's something interesting just because of the backstory. I can definitely recommend that. And yeah, just other than that, been going back and uh, finishing up a few uh, a few older games. Katamari Forever on the PS3. I finally, <laughs> finally collect that one. Um, Jesus, that's an old one. Yeah, yeah, but it's pretty similar to uh, to the other Katamaris. If you played any of them, you probably yeah. know what to expect. But, you roll around and collect shit. Yeah, while yeah. crazy Japanese music and cutscenes <laughs> is going on. You know, getting stuff out of the way before Gears and, you know, watching some stuff like uh, Cobra Enthusiasm that just finished up their latest season this week. So I've uh, been enjoying that too. Cool. All right. Uh, I guess it's over to me now. So this week, what have I been doing? Uh, Nick got me back into Minecraft for a little bit there and wasted quite a bit of time doing that. I also Not a waste. <laughs> again, have you been excited about the ravines? Yes, yes, totally excited. What, I've what about moss asleep. blocks? I, uh, I hear well, good things. There was already, actually, actually, there were already some moss blocks. You could get moss. No, there were, but content. not as many. Not as many. And, and yeah. to, oh, I'm well aware. <laughs> slightly diverge from this. Yeah. Uh, they've actually released, not released, but leaked in inverted commas, the 1.8 patch. Yeah. It's been leaked in the sense of the number two at the company yeah. has released it for you know, expert developers to have a look at. But anyone can get so it. So anyone can get it. It's not the official release because there are some things that supposedly need to be changed. Yeah. But basically you can check out what was produced and shown yeah. at uh, at the E3. Yeah. Or at PAX. Yeah, PAX. What they showed. So you can see what they showed at PAX right now. So yeah. have you played it or did you just... Uh... I couldn't get it started because I am I'm inept at those sort of things. I, I believe you actually access their server to play it. You don't actually download it and use yeah, it yourself. Yeah, you play it off their server. You play it off them. You don't actually... It's not the patch. You, you don't get the patch and you can't play your own stuff, but you can play through them, yeah. I believe, and set it up. And if I believe I if be you wrong. have your own server, you can get it. And then actually, I think, yeah, I think, I think you can. I'm, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just no um, good at that sort of thing. So, I, But yeah, so... I went back, I played a bit of uh, Minecraft, and then a game I've been watching for a while, just trying to find a good price on it, went on sale on Steam this weekend, being Civilization V, which is the absolute time sucker that stole all of this week from me, um, which is a fantastic, a fantastic strategy game, but um, takes a lot of time. Uh, each map that you play can take six hours plus just for a single uh, level that you want to set up, but it certainly is the most detailed strategy I've ever played in my life, and it's, yeah, good fun. Were you uh, a fan of the other Civ games as well? Or? Uh, I have to be honest, I've never played another Civ game before, so it was first uh, time to step into them, and tell you what, I'll be going back and trying out some of the other ones to see the sort of advancements that have come over the years, but it certainly... Well, apparently changed. Civilization V was dumbed down compared to the other games. Right. Well, certainly, um, the one thing I was amazed at, it's been out for probably a year now or so, and, um, you know, my desktop's pretty 
beastly machine, and it still struggled with uh, Civilization Five once you started getting multiple cities up and it having to calculate resources and all the rest. So it certainly can still bring a decently powerful machine to its knees. But it looks good. It looks fantastic. It looks absolutely beautiful. And even the intro movie is probably one of the best sort of computer graphic CGI movies I've ever seen in a game. And uh, great music as well. When we were yeah. at E3, we went to the... Uh, Video game. Games Live. Yeah, yeah. and they played uh, the theme song from that game live, which uh, won a Grammy or something like that. Yeah, it did. It was... Um, the first game ever to win a Grammy, I think. Or oh, the first video game song. Yeah, first Grammy, video yeah. game song to win a Grammy. Um, and yeah, the composer was there and they played that live and that was awesome. It was exceptional. Um, so nerdy. No, no, no. It's, seriously, it's not something that you uh, sort of need to be a nerd on at all. Seriously, get online and uh, have a look at video games live. It's a rolling concert that's basically taking the music from video games and putting it with an orchestra, you know, rock band and all that sort of stuff and just basically amplifying it live for people to listen to and enjoy. It's a fantastic Mixed with thing. people playing Frogger on a giant screen. Exactly. Oh, for that matter, Guitar Hero on a 40 metre tall bloody screen. Yeah, that was insane. pretty sweet too. Um, that would be hard to sync up. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I can was, imagine going through that dev calibration yeah. process. But the guy did a good effort as well. He had to uh, get 400,000 points on um, some Food Fighters song. Everlong. Everlong. No, it was no. a different one. It was one of the, one of the DLC ones. Yeah. Um, and with like a huge tender. audience like that, Watching, actually, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a lot of pressure. The Foo Fighter songs are pretty easy to play. They're yeah. pretty, they're but, just good. I must yeah, admit, I really I was like say, them. But with what ten, twenty thousand people watching him, it would have been quite uncomfortable. Yeah, it was. A, it was a huge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's that going on? It was yeah. a huge packed crowd, and yeah, we're uh, at the what two hundredth ever show. Of yeah, exactly. Video games live, so they had so a lot of special guests, yeah. and yeah, it was a, a quite amazing show. And certainly, there's the Blu-ray that you can buy from their web, their website and stuff. That's, but if not. Um, check it out on YouTube first, see if you like, and if so, buy the Blu-ray, because it's highly recommended. But, um, yeah, so I played that for a bit. Um, the new CarrierSoft game came out on the, uh, iPhone. Um, sorry, on the Android. The iPhone got the, uh, GP story, which has been on the Android for a while now. And so I've been playing Premier League Story, which is a new Android came with one. the Android. <laughs> yeah, damn right. Um, so I've been playing Premier League Story, the new one, which is a soccer-based um, sort of micromanaging sim. So you don't actually play soccer, you just watch guys. So it's, it's like, just, it's like a manager. A team, it's yeah, the manager you game. A team, you, which you has been on, you know, PC for Absolutely. ever. But this one's nice and sort of simplified for people like me that aren't super into soccer, but still... You know, want to have a good, fun game. So which one of their games is the best if people are looking to get uh, into it? In my mind, Grand Prix Story, but that's because okay. I love Formula 1. So it'll be simulated rest. until, uh, you know, Year 3000 or anything like that? Just no, no, no. Let it sim you, and sim you and play sim. through usually anywhere up to about 14 years in the game, and then you can continue on. But at 14 years, it saves your progress then, and you can start the game over with by carrying some stuff over from your last playthrough and so forth. So you can just try and better yourself each time. Um, I played Game Dev Story Game and Dev I, Story I sucked Dev a lot at it. If if I try one of these other ones, will I be any better? Uh, yeah, well, I, like certainly Game Dev Story was one of those ones where it felt like you were sucking a lot till the end of the game in which you were absolutely nailing it. But it, yeah, I got a feeling by the end of the game I wouldn't be nailing it. I'd still be, you know, I'd um, be in the PlayStation Six era making SNES games or something. Yeah, no, but they're they're, they're all very good games, and I actually think. Um, for someone who likes game dev story, if you're not into football or Formula One and stuff, the Hot Spring story, which is their second one, or actually for the iPhone that you can't have on Android, that hasn't been released on Android, uh, Mega Mall story. Mega also, Mall story? Yeah, is also very good. Where you get you, to like build a mall or Yeah, something? you design a shopping mall and run that and all the rest. So um, what was the company? I'm just going to search uh, now on Karyosoft. my phone. Karyosoft. K-A-I-R-O-Soft. Kairosoft? Kairosoft, Kairosoft. I, I don't know. 
Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very much addicted to those games. I was actually... I've been, well, it's very cheap. Uh, yeah. They've got Grand Prix Story on here, and it's $2.99. Two yeah. So that's yeah. really nothing. That, that's very comfably viable. Um, pretty much all the like games are on 25%. Yeah. And so Game Dev Story, what is okay, behind so that? Game because Dev I, Story, I can understand what the other ones are, because yeah. you know, Grand Prix Story, Soccer Story, yeah. or whatever it is. So Game Dev Story was their first <clears throat> major one to come out on mobile devices. Um, they're actually working on Game Dev Story 2 at the moment. I think it's out in Japan. It's out in Japan. We just haven't got it now. Yeah. Um, but basically what it is is you start your own game company and start developing titles, you choose the genre, you choose the, the console you're releasing it on, all of that sort of stuff, and you market it, and you basically try and win what is the equivalent of the E3 conference, you know, best on show and stuff like that. It's actually a really, really good fun game, and one of those ones where you can lose a lot of time in it without even realising that you've been playing that long. Like me, if you get delegated to photocopying for a day, yeah, it's fantastic. just uh, feel free to run down your iPhone playing game yeah. dev store. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happened for me. Well, that's One it. day I played that's it. it. Well, that's uh, photocopying. When I was at my, my last job, certainly any time I got some mundane task, it's one of those games that you can sort of half pay attention to and have it sort of running in the background at the same time as having a lot of fun with it. Um, well, it's 25% off at the moment, certainly yeah. uh, the Grand Prix story. So yeah. if, if you're keen, and look, I'm buying it right now, if you're keen... Yeah. Might be worth picking up, and it's it's certainly one of those ones where you don't have to be a serious racing nut to get it. You know, I mean, you don't have to be super into race cars and understand the difference between a turbocharger and a supercharger. You can just basically play through it, just having fun. You don't. It's it's. I'd like to say dumbed down, but not like in the sense of if you are into racing games, you can still have a lot of fun customizing each little bit here and there. Um, and the other thing I got, which will bore the guys to tears, is on the 3DS. I got um, Hotshots Golf 3D. Which I'm a bit of a oh, it's called Let's Golf. Is this a game. downloadable or a full it's, game? It's a full game, but it's through the store. Oh, right. Um, and it's basically the same as Let's Golf for the PSP, but obviously in 3D. And it's basically yeah, a golf game in which you take a character, you customize them the way you want, you play through you know nine to eighteen holes of golf, get your credits, build up your character. But it's in a more of a comical fashion than the usual Tiger Woods and all that. Yeah, sort of everyone's stuff. got giant heads. Yeah, everyone's got giant heads and. You get your each character gets special bonuses where they can you know launch a shot and sort of control it in midair or they can you know power drive it over larger distances and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been sort of playing. Uh, watching. If, if you played the uh, you know iPhone or PSP or whatever versions, is this going to be pretty much the same? Thing? It's it's very much the same thing. It's just got three D elements added now and some new courses and all the usual stuff that you'd expect. Um, Nick's trying to you know nuke. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm just things. downloading it now and. Um... I've got that circle thing with yeah. the iPhone. Everyone loves that circle thing. The I'm thinking, I'm thinking. No, I've got the, um, well, you're not on 3G, you're on circle. Oh. Circle network. Yeah. And what does that mean? It just means you're... I believe, I believe you're not on a... You, you have internet connection, but you are not on the... Oh, network. like a 2G one or something. Yeah, like something like yeah. that. You just, you, you're on a network, but it's not the top line. Um, the other thing is what I've been watching. I've been watching my way through a whole lot of old 80s films and 90s films. Everything from comedy to crappy action films that were always fantastic for their time. Um, Did you watch The Thing? No, I haven't watched The Thing. I watched that recently. I can't remember if I talked about it on the show. Yes. But yeah, you, you mentioned yeah. Yeah. You mentioned you watch, watched it watch for it. the new yeah. one coming out. Yeah, that's right. Go back and watch The Thing. What I did watch, <laughs> in that same vein of watching something before it came out, and it's the amount of people that looked at me horrified that I hadn't seen it before, is I actually got around to watching Blade Runner, which I tell you what, for someone who hasn't seen it before, holds up fantastically well for it. So now, that, yeah, no doubt about yeah, it. now but, that you've seen it, are you looking forward to a new one? I am and I'm not, in the sense of if they cock this one up, it'll be bad in the sense of I've just built an appreciation that's about to be destroyed by a new crappy version of the film. Well, I guess uh, there's that question that we had 
is he a replicant or isn't he? Yeah, that one I still... I am on the fence. Yeah. I don't know where Ben was. I'm on the fence, yeah. I kind of want him to be, but I can't be sure that he is. It would be great if he was in the sense of, for the second film, it would make a lot more sense if it even turned around and he was being hunted down um, sort of idea. But, you know, they certainly lead to certain things. Like certainly, Well, I think yeah. the idea was that he was one of the ones... Yeah. He, he, they, they all arrived yeah. and they used him to hunt them well, while he was... Yeah. There was someone with him, basically, yeah. who was a replicant Because certainly at the start, they make a comment like, and don't get... I might be wrong on the numbers, where they're like, there are eight to hunt down. He kills the first one. He's like... He does miss... The, yeah, I believe there's a couple of these. like... There are, there are two down now, only so many more to go. And I'm like, well, he's only killed one, so are they counting him as one that they don't have to go after or something? So there is some... There's a lot. There's, there's a, a lot, lot of little of, links um, here. Uh, and I think it's almost like, you know, where they've missed holes and yeah, things like I that. I think they're purposely set it up to, that you'll never be able to answer the question, but you'll always ask the question. Yeah, definitely. Um, and also, can I recommend, if you're a fan of Blade Runner, there's an old uh, Sega CD game called Snatcher. Yeah. It's by Hideo Kojima, who did Metal Gear Solid and um, all those games. Uh, it's kind of like an old point-and-click adventure kind of thing. Um, and it's obviously very much influenced by Blade Runner, and that's a really fun game if you can uh, track down a copy of that on emulation or something like that. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that I've been watching, I have been watching my way through a lot, like obviously Suits, as I mentioned in the last episode I was on. Every episode he's mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How are their suits? Fantastic. It's oh, they're awesome. Um, and then the are they robot suits? No. Mm. Um, the other thing I've been watching is I've been going back through all the old Tosh Point oh episodes. Um, Do you want to explain what that show is? Cause... All right, Tosh Point oh is a internet-based almost clip show. It was a bit like what was that crappy one we had here, like Friday Night Download or something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, except for. To, uh, Daniel Tosh, the uh, host on it, is much more charismatic, finds much better clips to work with. Um, uh, is... Let's be serious. There's still mostly people getting hit in the boss. Oh, yeah, and a lot of... And let's be serious. I don't think he has found a single clip, and I think there are people that yeah, write it for him no. to do it all, like any but, other um, show. The main thing that is... That but it he is, delivers it well. I would highly recommend this not for children. Um, let's say... Uh, let's put it this way. Daniel Tosh can be considered quite racist at times um, and quite politically incorrect. Uh, and he sort of gets away with it with that sort of boyhood charm, you know, the boyish charms and so forth. But I've also been downloading and legally purchasing, of course, his stand-up stuff. And a lot of his stand-up stuff is in the same vein. It's not obviously based on sort of the internet as he always follows. It's actually a full stand-up show in which he harasses people in the crowd. Well, he, he harasses people in the crowd in the sense of picking on their entire culture, civilization, race, sexuality you know, gender, everything that could possibly be picked on. Still funny, but at the same time, you want to hate yourself for laughing at his jokes because they're quite politically incorrect. And, yeah, listening to... I've been going back through a lot of older Australian rock. Again, I've just bought my tickets to The Butterfly Effect. Me too. Um, yep, the 10-year anniversary show, so I've been listening to them again. Um, and obviously stuff like Carnival. Um, and, yeah, just sort of going back through a lot of older sort of rock bands from that era that I really liked. There was... Um, Actually, a, a, a guy I know, he was in a band for a long time called The Paradigm Shift, which unfortunately broke up, but uh, still got their first album, and I've been listening to that a lot over the time. But yeah, that's about it. All right, so after a half an hour, what's the happens? Yeah, was that what it was called? I what, can't remember. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. What's the happen haps? Or something like that. What's remember. the haps? What's the haps? This is what happens when you uh, start drinking and podcasting. Yeah. <sighs> and when you don't actually do any we research. We might have to try and work that way to curb down the amount of time we spend on that segment. Otherwise, this whole show will just be 
what are we doing? For no, that's cool. We kind of just talk. It's, it's really, we're, you know, we're talking about Manchester. Yeah, it's not like we bad. have any listeners at the moment anyway. Exactly. Board, so, so, you know, but as you probably heard last week, we might have hundreds of listeners. We just couldn't check our emails. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but we have one. Well, I know of at least one or two listeners being my cousin and my girlfriend, but I don't think it counts. Yeah, I, um, I've, I've had one listener. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so back off away from the listeners. Thank you for listening if you are. Very good people. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And we might start talking about our favourite thing, the Xbox, as there have been a lot of news recently. Favourite's a bit of a long call on the Xbox. What's yes. your favourite thing, though? Well, I'm not allowed to say it on the show because it's still meant to be relatively child-friendly. Monkey but... porn, actually. <laughs> yes, of course. Um... That's it, matter here. Anyway, we're talking console-wise. Probably our favourite console. I think all of us spend the most time on that console playing yes. games-wise. And there's been a few things happen on it. In fact, we might kick off with... There are multiple versions of the console coming out and perhaps even... It's getting a little frustrating to me. Yeah. With the idea that now there's a... Gears of War console you can buy. Modern Warfare 3. There's a Modern Warfare 3 console you can buy. The Star Wars console is coming out as well. Are you getting over the amount of consoles they have? Because it's almost like, I don't think anyone's going and going, oh, now I'm going to buy it because it's got a different graphic on it. But I suppose if people have been waiting for a certain game, if they can get a I guess limited right, edition console the at the same time. Yeah. I don't think it's the kind of thing where people who have already got a console are necessarily buying a second. But there's a lot of consoles out there. It's the kind of thing where I wonder whether there are there, are there that many people still buying consoles or have they nearly, like they haven't tapped out the market, but they've certainly capitalized on most of the people that are going to buy a console already. Well, you'd think that, but then you look at the sales figures and the PS2 is still selling, you know? So I guess people are still buying these things, otherwise they wouldn't do it. PS2 is well, 70 bucks now. Actually, so. funnily enough, I did see a big W the other day. Um, a company must have bought the rights to it and has re-released the Sega Mega Drive. I did see that as well, yeah. It comes preloaded with 15 games and it takes the original cartridges and everything and it even looks like the original controllers. Um, and for $39, I have to admit, if you want to go back and do a bit of retro gaming, I'd highly recommend it. If you want to play Sonic 3 with Knuckles. Knuckles, yep. That's but, cool. That's the first game I ever played. I, first game I ever played like on a console. Um, I had played Where in the World is Carmen San Diego. <laughs> where was she? Um, I can't remember because it was in DOS. She was in Cuba a lot from my memory. I don't, I don't know, actually, um, I think I, I, dad would go, where do you want to look? And i go, there. Yeah, fair enough. So I don't know if it was really me or whether it was You're never really answering the questions that were being asked. So we were talking about different styles of consoles that they're creating at the moment, and that kind of leads on from the Modern Warfare console to they've officially announced, or at least I've seen online, you can now purchase the pre-order for the extremely limited hardened edition of the X of uh, Modern Warfare 3. And I believe Ben and I discussed that last podcast yep. about what you get in it. Yeah, so basically, uh, I was barking the whole way through the, the last the, podcast. So. Sure. <laughs> the, the big thing was the Call of Duty Elite membership yes. for a year. And I had a look at it and it's $157 and that seems pretty good to me for getting a year on the uh, Call of Duty Elite as well as getting all of the DLCs. Well, it'll depend on exactly how much the Call of Duty Elite costs. But yeah, probably if you buy the game and the subscription, you'll probably be, you know, around that price. But I think with the with the DLCs being probably $20 a piece or $15 a piece, you're getting four, probably. So is that what you're going to buy? I think I will. Yeah, I think I will buy that now. Yeah, it seems, you know, if you're definitely going to be playing that online for quite a while afterwards, it's not a terrible deal, especially since you get, you know, a few other cool extras, like... 
a limited disc art. That's right, limited yeah. disc art. <laughs> It'll be status worth so much when you trade in the game at the end of uh, playing it. Of course, we don't condone the trade. No, I'm just joking. We condone the trading. Um, yeah, you can trade it all you want. Not our problem. Away. Yeah, not no. our fault if you trade it in. Yeah. And you don't get enough money for it and you end up spending it, too much money yeah, and if, it's not worth it. I was going to say, if developers have a problem Or they don't accept it. And also, if developers have a problem with the trade in, lower the price of our games half the time. You know, some of the games I, I, that are coming out, I don't want to trade in, but, you know, if it makes the next game cheaper, why not? And interestingly, uh, Steam this takes just a weird turn. started yeah. allowing for trade-ins this week. Yeah, I saw that. We yeah. can trade hats and shit in Portal and Team Fortress. Yeah, kind of an odd uh, thing to be wanting to trade amongst your friends. God damn it, people love those hats in Team Fortress. Yeah, yeah, obviously. It must be uh, quite a, a niche market that they're selling to. But it just, it just seems a bit Malibu Stacey to me. She's got a new hat. <laughs> Why are you behaving on Melbourne Stacey? No, I, I'm a big fan. I big to, fan. <laughs> I like her work. I have to admit, I'm looking at the Gears of War 3 uh, Xbox console. It looks damn good. I'm tempted you keen? Oh, I would be Well, keen. You, have, you have an older console, got, and there's there's nothing wrong with updating. I've got a original console, the Elite version. You um, can make a little bit of money off trading literally that. Literally from day one. I went out and got it on the day it was released, and it's been replaced three times under the Red Ring policy. Now, do you know what the funny thing is? He's trying to show off here. No? Yeah, yeah. Saying so he got it on the day one. Do you know where Ben got it? No, no, I know. Well, no, he, had, he had the original white console. He was well before yeah, me. Yeah, talking about the elite. I got mine in Vienna three months before it came out in Australia. Yeah. My just original Australia. Xbox. And it's still going, isn't it? Just. Hasn't Red Ring yet? No, it's Red Ring, I think, oh, has, oh, okay. twice or three times. So it may not be your original console. So do they still you um, get a refurbished console back? Uh, uh, I can't remember. <laughs> Technically, he doesn't know, so... No, well, I've, I mark mine each time before I send it back under Red Ring to see if I get mine back, and I've never got the same one back. Sure he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was just, I was just surprised that they actually did replace it since they bought it overseas. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. And continuing the Xbox Live, or Xbox Talk, Xbox Live uh, pictures have been released of what the new update and the new dashboard is going to look like. I really like it. Yeah, it looks a lot like Windows, um, the phones, the Windows phone, if you've seen that one. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. It looks very clean in terms of design, uh, a lot of big boxes and, uh, yeah, it should be cool. They also announced that it's going to be coming to Windows 8 as well. So I don't know if it's going to be a huge difference between, uh, Nick's playing games while we're podcasting because he's very professional. Sorry, this, um, GT thing started up, so I'll just turn it off. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, we won't hear practice. from Nick for the rest of the game. The rest of the podcast, he's too busy playing games. I like those sort of games. I love those ones where you sort of have a goal. And what's with all the Gears of War three theme stuff coming out at the moment? It's insane. I went to the uh, JB website, and um, you know, money hat JB. Feel free to send us some cash. Um, <laughs> JB high five. JB high five. JB high five. It's um, matching prices. But there's a <laughs> crashing prices. <laughs> Um, <laughs> if you're from Australia, you will, you will know that, that ad, yeah. and you will go nuts for it. Um, but they've got. Hey, wait, 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 hello. <laughs> um, Everyone knows who that is, so but, I, I won't um, mention. But if you're from Australia, you just cringed. Um, there's a whole lot of Gears of War, what they're calling the Gears of War Essentials at the moment, with the Gears of War Three controller that's come out, which actually looks actually really quite nice. Um, but it's oh, even coming party controllers. Um, no, no, it should be Microsoft, won't it? Because no, it's this Microsoft is a Microsoft game. one. Yeah, it's got to be wireless um, as well. But it, it's even coming with the Gears of War um, with bonus DLC with it. Have they, have they got the uh, Gears of War Turtle Beach headsets? Uh, no, they've only got the Triton headsets. Here. They've got them. Oh, okay, so Triton's got Gears of War, and I mean, and 
uh, I believe Turtle Beach is doing Modern Warfare. And they're also the doing, uh, they actually released a free Turtle Beach headset. I think it was the, just the, the cheap, it was just the yeah, $60 it, it was Turtle Beach headset. Them, but if you bought the dead, if you got pre-ordered Dead Island, you actually got it. It was only a period set. of time though. There yeah. was, it was, it was finished up by the time I went yeah. and got it. It was still a pretty nice sort of, uh, combination deal, but certainly, you know, personally after going to E3, the Astro headsets, yeah, yeah. they were by far the best. They were just crystal clear. You were, we were in a room with what? 40,000 other yeah even gaming on the busy show yeah. floor definitely got some Cut awesome everything. Yeah, perfect yeah um, and the whole time we were there the Turtle Beach ones were also very good there was a couple of booths set up with those but if you can get uh, if you can find somewhere here that sells the Astro headsets I know Amazon and stuff do yeah you can order them yeah, from the website highly sure. highly recommended to go that way as well and once again you can get the different plates for the side of them if you want them to be themed yeah. different but it's, it's not the cheapest option so it's no, no, definitely no, certainly not well yeah. all of these gaming headsets are really really expensive yeah and i am looking at them at the moment and um look i'm just looking at one here and the the astro edition i don't think it's got anything super special it doesn't seem to and it's 200 dollars. yeah certainly the um the all of them now are doing the stuff where you can buy an app you can get the app with them and you can do that you know like the turtle beach have the e-force ones that are you know 328 dollars as well like all of them are doing quite expensive systems it's just you know basically what you're willing to spend but if you were going to look down that way it's not a bad way to go and certainly the other thing we've been i've been coming across recently as well is these new external cases for the new xboxes that basically clip around the current case and give like a headset holder and controller holder points like for instance the gears war 3 one that i'm looking at at the moment okay yeah, yeah. I, I had actually hadn't actually Revolt. seen anything like that and yeah. I, yeah exactly what kurt's saying basically it's the it's the the console with a couple of uh stabilizers to keep it standing up right yeah and then off on i think one of the sides is a little clipped on uh like headset holder, almost yeah. Yeah. That, that you can lay your headset in and it sort of dangles on either side yeah. so i guess they're, they're looking at new ways to get people rebuying perhaps the console or rebuying uh, extra stuff for the console. Yes. But uh, you do have to have your console standing up in a bit of room. Like, I've got my console slotted in in my entertainment unit. And yeah, it's, no one it's tucked away. Yeah. yeah, it's not going to fit in that kind of scenario. No, so. of course not. But I've just been seeing it because, once again, it's another thing that's branded a specific ga uh, game. So you have, you know, Gears of War 3 one, you can have a Modern Warfare one. At E3, there was all sorts of crazy ones. There was all these shells that you could buy for your... Xbox and PlayStation that just had, you know, like the alien head from Aliens vs. Predator and stuff popping out the side. But it's interesting to see how many companies are starting to do these cross-promotion, I guess, strategies with some of them. And it might be interesting to keep my eyes, or keep our eyes open for some of the ones that, you know, Turtle Beach doing a free headset if you pre-ordered. If we start seeing that in the future, we might actually start seeing some quite good deals that are, you know, worth the upgrade to the limited edition collectors, you know, models, rather than just... You can have a golden lancer. Enjoy. You know. I can understand yeah. where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah certainly. Uh, what else has been happening in the world of everything? <laughs> um, well, um, last week, I guess we talked about Eminem coming to Australia, and I, I didn't rush out to buy tickets, and I believe tickets sold out in 30 minutes from the official sale. But Ben, you jumped on and got pre-order tickets. Yeah, I got pre-sale. Pre-sale tickets, and I believe. From what I've read, people were getting pre-sale tickets in the evening and things like that, you know, relaxing away, going in and, oh, I might grab my pre-sale tickets tonight. And then people were stressing out the morning of the official release and not getting tickets. Well, with the pre-sale that I got into, you had to have a special code from uh, from the ticket seller. So only if you're already subscribed to their email would you be able to buy them. So but speaking I guess, of honest, I, I think most people subscribe to that sort of thing now that, that do buy tickets. Yeah, so I was, I was kind of surprised that... 
um, the site didn't crash like a lot of times it usually you know either goes super slow or you just have to keep refreshing or whatever um, I got on okay but checking out I managed to get two general admission tickets was alright but they give you a time limit of how long you can take to process your order so I guess you can't just add 10 tickets to your order and then sit on them so no one else can buy them so uh, I'm checking out and got my credit card details entered in that was all good and then for whatever reason it wouldn't accept my name on my card so I'm writing my name try it like every single possible possible combination, Ben, Benjamin. Too many bouncing checks. Something like that. But it's working fine on every other site, so I don't know what's wrong. Yeah, all your porn sites accept it. Yeah, exactly. So uh, That's the second reference now so far. <laughs> Do we need it? Do we really? Come on, guys. Let's keep this family friendly. So uh, I'm trying. I'm like, all right, what do I do here? I, you know, my parents owe me a bunch of money, so maybe I can use their card. Try and contact them. I can't get onto either of them. Like, what the hell? So, you know, you get about five minutes at this stage. I've already, you know, wasted all this time retyping my name. I've got about a minute left and I decided to call my sister because I'm buying tickets with, she's coming with me. I get onto it and I know that uh, she's driving at this stage. She quickly, you know, answers the phone and has got to pull over, park a car and read off her, uh, her credit card details as quickly as she can. She's typing her name, I'm typing her name and she's like, uh, no, it's not this, it's this, and I'm like, I don't have time, I don't have time. I click confirm right on zero seconds. And it's like... I don't know if it's the same over in other countries, but certainly in the Australian system, the Ticket Tech and Ticket Master are our main two ticket providers online, and both of them have a countdown, so you order... You can, exactly, you can't just sit on 10 tickets for the rest of the afternoon and not let anyone buy it. You have to buy it within, I believe, two minutes or four minutes. Yeah, first every stage... Time. You kind of yeah, get like another two minutes. Bit, yeah. yeah. But so by the end I had about five minutes and then wasted all of those five minutes trying to, you know, get my card to work. And so I click it and the page just loading and I'm just waiting like to see if it's gonna kick me back to the start or to uh, you know, process through and holding my breath and it goes through. So I managed to get those two general admin tickets. And I went back to try again to see if I had to do it all again, would I be able to get them? and they only had seated tickets left for the pre-sale. Okay. So I was pretty happy to get them. It was uh, definitely a stressful experience. But yeah, I'll be going. And they were 150 bucks, as I guessed last episode. And yeah, there's a whole bunch of good opening acts and DJs. So it's going to be a long concert, about four hours worth. If some of them are allowed in the country. Yeah, so uh, we'll see about Little Wayne. Could be a bit of uh, controversy there. But yeah, I'll be able to talk about that on the show when uh, December rolls around, so definitely excited for that one. So that's uh, probably the biggest concert coming up in Australia at the moment. Uh, speaking of concert-wise, so you're obviously a fan of the general admission ticket, because to be quite honest, I can't stand being in a crowd of people. I'd like to be seated from now on. I know what you mean. I think it also depends on the venue and stuff like that. Like, I've had some seated tickets where you've just been behind a massive pillar or like the speakers yeah, are in the way or something like true. that. So uh, if you're paying, you know, those big dollars for concerts as they're, you know, not cheap these days, at least with general admin, you can, uh, you know, kind of choose your view if you don't mind pushing through a few people. But uh, certainly a concert like Eminem where it's, you know, such a long concert, you do have to stand up for a lot of... The... Yeah, it can be pretty painful standing up for that long. Yeah, it can be a long evening if, uh, if you're not prepared, but... Uh... I don't know, I don't, I don't mind, like, I probably won't be pushing right to the front, one of those people that gets there super early and just waits it all out, you know, I'll be happy to 
uh, walk around and get a drink or two before the show starts. And that yeah, I guess you got to decide whether you want to go see the Hilltop Hoods or whether you want to see Little Wayne or whether you want to just see him at MC and sort of time when you arrive. Because I found that if, as a young kid, when you rock up to a game or rock up to a uh, concert early and you get there at 8 o'clock and the doors open at 8 o'clock, next thing you know, 9.30 the first band plays, 10.45 the second band plays and 11.45 the third band plays. You can be waiting forever and you can be so dead tired on your feet by the time that the, the last band arrives and you're like, these are the headliners, I can't be bothered anymore. Yeah, I'm wrecked by this time. And certainly I've had experiences where I've been, uh, you know, in that situation where I'm close to the front and then like a huge uh, tall guy or a fat guy just so like frustrating in front of you and you can't see shit anyway and some guys all around you will just suddenly take off their shirts and like be sweating all over you and mushing <laughs> onto you and it's like god damn it get some man love yeah this I isn't really what so I came to pay for see that that's I, I almost to an extent I, I thought it was I didn't like live music but I think it's just a case of I don't want to be around people and I hate being around people I like live music but I don't like crowds so the best concert I've been to is probably Bob Dylan. He was probably, like, like talent-wise or performance-wise, he wasn't the best in the world. But to be honest, getting to sit down and enjoy a concert relaxing was so much more enjoyable <laughs> than anything else. That's um, all right. So well, what else has been happening in your world, Ben? Because that's about it for, from, from my knowledge at this point. Sure. Well, I guess actually you, you were wanting to mention um, that there was a PS3 conference or press conference today. Well, the TGS Tokyo Game Show is going on at the moment. And so both Nintendo and Sony held press conferences. Strangely, Nintendo isn't at TGS, so they just held their own press conference, which happened to coincide with TGS. They announced a few things. It wasn't a huge, uh, you know, E3 kind of announcement thing. I think you might be excited about the pink 3DS that they showed off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to sell my one just for a pink one. Yeah. Fair Th- that could potentially push me across the buyer. I'll just run through, like, a few of the key points that they mentioned. You're going to be able to take 3D videos with your 3DS. Um, there's a few updates. What are you doing? Sorry. <laughs> Just fiddling. Yeah. There's a few updates to the uh, eShop and Street Pass and Mead Plaza, which that's probably good news for those people like me and Kurt who went to E3 and just automatically finished all those games just because there's so many people wandering around. That's fantastic. Yeah, so uh, at least there'll be a few more uh, things to put your Street Pass hits to use on now. There's Mario Tennis 3DS was probably the biggest announced game that they uh, are showing off. Which I haven't played any of the Mario Tennis games, but I know they've got really good reviews. I played a couple of ones back on the like the Game Boy and the. Switch. Well, I played the original 64 Mario Tennis, and I thought it was great. Yeah, it was actually a lot of fun. It was surprising how good it was. And I know on the the Game Boy Color one, there was even an RPG mode, which a lot of people liked. So uh, hopefully they do something like that as well. Once you're running down and a Goomba hits a tennis ball, at you hit hit back and. I can only assume. Yeah, we can only assume. It's, it's like Paper Mario with the tennis racket. Square Enix continued their stupidly named games by announcing Bravely Default Flying Fairy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, should be these are translated from Japanese where they actually mean something relevant? You never know. Yeah. It's, it's always confusing. And uh, it, it basically looked like a 3DS version of a, a, a sequel to the Warriors, the Four Warriors of Light, which they released on the DS which was kind of like a Final Fantasy game that was semi-remake of Final Fantasy 1. Strangely default. Bravely default. Bravely default. Yeah, so uh, I don't have a clue what that means, but you can check out the trailer online. Don't you wish you were brave by default? I am. Yeah. Having to come here and contend with you guys. 
Oh, that's a bit well, that, that's a, that's a, actually, I didn't think about it that way. It's almost like the default part is, I'm assuming default's meant to be another word. So it's like bravely default is the translation of the that Japanese isn't exactly correct. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's potentially something like born brave or something like that. Something a little bit more... Born ready. Yeah, yeah like born, born brave or, or created brave or something a little bit more relevant to some tough macho man who's... You always lived up to the dream of being a tough man or something. Yeah, there's always a chance. Blah, blah, blah. There's always a chance that these games will be renamed something slightly more sensical for the English release. That's so. true. Uh, anything else? And there was like a Monster Hunter uh, four three S game as yeah. well announced, which for uh, Japan Monster specifically, Hunter. that's pretty huge. They are incredibly popular. Yeah, America. I tried to play one of the PSP ones. And I just couldn't get into it. There was you know hours upon hours of tutorials and. I still didn't really know what I was doing, so I, I never got really far into it. But very obscure and very advanced. Actually. Yeah, people people seem to get really into it. Um, and then there was also this thing that they showed off a couple of weeks ago, which it's basically an attachment to the 3DS to add a second analog stick. And that kind of seems to be to tie into the new Monster Hunter game for the most part, but they announced the new uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater is going to use it and a couple of other games, uh, Resident Evil... Um, and it, yeah, it basically adds a few more buttons in a second analog stick. So it looks kind of stupid. <laughs> it's only going to be about twenty bucks in Japan, at least. But it does it's make about a hundred bucks over here, <laughs> no doubt. It does make you uh, wish that maybe they just chucked that second analog stick on the three S to in begin the first with. place. Yeah. Well, it might be a bit small. Like I'd worry that I'd, I'd find it a little cramped using. Yeah. Two analog sticks on that little Especially controller. Especially getting to the buttons above or below, yes, would be uh, an issue. Yeah, so uh, we'll see what happens with that. I guess it's not compulsory for those games, but certainly when I was playing uh, Metal Gear at E3, it was definitely something that could be improved with a second, a second analog stick. If, if you played Peace Walker on the PSP, you kind of know what to expect in that regard. But uh, yeah, it, it does make you wonder if they're just going to release an updated 3DS one of these days just with that kind of already built into it. What, like they did with the um, uh, DS XL? Uh, yeah, and the DS Lite and all those it just, iterations. Just like, where they make it bigger and they with, with that little extra bit they get more screen room and things well, like well, that. So it ends up becoming like a 16 by 9 screen. Yeah, there was a rumour going around that they were going to do that. That uh, rumour could have just been this little adapter that they're talking about. Um, well, of course, based on what we've seen in the past with the three, with the DS, we should, I'm sure we'll soon have you know a 3DSi, 3DSi XL, 3DS Lite, 3DS, you know, we about a thousand other ones in the next you know few years. Yep. Another reason to buy more. And uh, yes, yeah, Sony also had a press conference which uh, they announced a few cool things. The PS Vita is coming out in December 17th in Japan. Yep. Which means um, December 20th, the next year for us. Well, it's one week before Christmas in Japan, so yeah. they got in just in time for the shopping season. Hopefully, it's supposed to come out early next year here, so hopefully they stick to that. Easter, I would have thought. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing around there. March. March or so, yeah. End of the quarter, or start of the second, or start of the fourth financial quarter, probably, I would have thought. That sounds like a pretty good guess. They talked about Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is going to be a Vita launch title, and the interesting thing is uh, the Capcom guy basically said that game is pretty much ready to go. They're just waiting on the console to launch. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. they, they also said Street Fighter X Tekken is coming, and specifically it's going to have cats with laser eyes in it. So uh, 
I know you're a king getting an upgrade or something. We can assume, but who knows? Right, that would be an interesting one, given that you're a Tekken boy and I'm a Street Fighter fan, so... Um, I could go either way. Right. Um, Square Enix had a few Swings games. both ways. I was going to say, like his sexuality. Bow, um, chicka, bow, wow. <laughs> uh, Square Enix Kill had... the Root. Yeah. <laughs> Lords of Apocalypse and Army Cause of Hell were two games that are now announced for Vita launch, which... Well, at least one of them is an action RPG, and the other one sounded like a action-y game, but I don't, I didn't really see any footage of that. One of the biggest announcements coming out of this thing, though, Nick's was... going to be excited about this one. Oh, yeah. Is this is the greatest announcement in the world? Yeah. Final Fantasy X HD is coming to both the Vita and the PS3. So good. So happy. <laughs> that way, I guess talking Final Fantasy, Kurt's a Final Fantasy VII man, or I'm a Final Fantasy X man. Yeah. Absolutely went nuts for it. Loved it. It was, it was a great game. Very, very, very well-rounded. Well, we'll be able to see uh, how they both hold up. Well, I can imagine that visually, if they're going to increase the graphics, it's going to be pretty good. Well, yeah, well, they've been doing this with uh, uh, Shadow of the Colossus and Eco. I was going to say the Eco collection yeah. came out. Oh, really? Shadow, Shadow of the Colossus? Yeah, and it looks beautiful in HD. Yeah, it's just about to come out. Oh, it's just about to come yeah, out. Okay, because yeah. that, that game is, is inspirational for game developers, for game players, it's such a such an amazing uh, accomplishment in gaming. It's 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 the, the game they show to try and describe gaming as an art form rather than a media platform. Yeah, it's a bit like what Heavy Rain did as such, where Heavy Rain was more of a, a movie that you're following rather than a game as such. Yeah, and I never got around to playing it. I had a copy on PS2, and then uh, shortly after I finally got around to purchasing it, they announced the HD remake. So I thought I'd wait for that. So I'll finally be able to check that out soon enough. But yeah, I assume, as what you're saying, it's going to have slightly, uh, you know, upgraded graphics with the HD stuff. And no, I can't imagine they'll be doing much else to it. More, more no. increasing graphics, making sure it runs properly, but not changing the general structure overall. It doesn't look like they've made much of a change. Certainly a lot of the reviews and a lot of footage that's been released so far has not really shown too, many much, too much of a change from the original game. Okay. But uh, at least with this uh, Final Fantasy announcement, it's coming to both the Vita and the PS3. So yeah, which is great. Hopefully there'll be some kind of deal where you can get both of those in the one pack and maybe like transfer your saved games over it with a, a Metal Gear Solid HD collection. Yeah, that was, potential. That was another thing that they mentioned for that, where uh, both Zone Avengers HD and Metal Gear Solid HD are coming to uh, the Vita as well as the PS3. I don't know if I'd want to play it handheld. I, I find handheld gaming to be a bastardized version of what I want to play. And like, I, I'm not to put it down because you guys love it, but I understand things like you know your Pokemon's and your little your RPGs being handheld because they are long over like the, either the long games like that or the other games on the other side the short playable ones. But things that come out on like, like it'd be like your Zelda comes out and then you're playing it on a tiny little screen. It just doesn't give it justice to what you remember. Oh, I think it can work quite well in all honesty. Like the screen is not always the most important thing. Yeah, so certainly it. I've got more time at the moment with uh, you know catching and train and all that to play handheld games over console games. So uh, these kind of games, I personally almost prefer to play it on a handheld just because, uh, you know... You're going to get to play it. Yeah, yeah. like a 50-hour Final Fantasy game. I'm not. It's going to take me forever to play that at home on you know the HDTV. But uh, if it's something like these Metal Gear collections where you can transfer your saves between consoles and you know play it on the train and then pick it up when you go home, yeah. that I guess would be the, the best solution. The problem is my preference is... Uh, console gaming. I don't like to play gaming on my computer. I don't like to play handheld gaming. And the only time I ever get to play gaming is while sitting in front of a television. So that's why my preference comes to that. And I kind of default to expecting everything to come out on consoles. So sure. a bit, bit, 
bit on the buyer side on that on that front. All right. So in regards to the eco collection, September twenty second for Japan, September twenty seventh for North America, and twenty eighth for Europe, which I'm guessing will come out for us roughly around the Europe. And are these um, uh, digital downloads? Uh, no, this is a, no, full, it's retail. a full retail disc on a Blu-ray. Well, I haven't seen any um, I haven't seen information online for selling. And to no. be honest, if there's not information online for selling, I'm assuming it's not coming out then. Oh, I, I, IGN's already got a review up. Yeah. So In Australia? No. IGN but, Australia? Yeah. Or? If, well, oh, I, I mean on Australia. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean on an Australian front, if it's not been advertised in Australian stores, and this is the game that's was very popular and well-loved now, and people do love Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. If it's not been advertised in stores then I can't see it coming out in Australia anytime soon because um, you would be able to pre-order it. So well, one the, of the uh, benefits of it being on um, the TS3 is that it's region free. So worst case scenario, you can always uh, buy a UK or American Okay, that's copy. cool. I didn't even know that. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, PS3 and Xbox are all region free, so we can certainly order online. I'm just checking a release date. It says 29th. 29th for us here. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. I'll be so, good. I'll be pretty keen. And it's also um, budget priced, so... Uh, you know, if you haven't played those games, they can be budgeted sixty dollars. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. compared to you're paying like eighty dollars on eBay for a PS2 version of those games. So. That's true. because yeah. it, it was very rare. Yeah, and, and like the God of War collection, so far a lot of these HD remakes have been quite nice. God of War was pretty crappy to be honest. It was still in, wasn't it still in four by three. It's still in four, four by three. I don't think so. Was it? I it thought was it was. I, I think they didn't do much to it. In fact, I think they almost just ported it straight across and um, didn't improve. No, no, there was a, it was a HD remix. It was a bit of a jump up. I certainly played a bit of it and found that it was a nice upgrade. Okay. I believe the Eco Collection actually. Um, I could be uh, wrong, but I think Eco is in four by three. Shadow of the Colossus is in sixteen by nine. I'm not sure that they're widescreen both of them. Okay. Either um, way, they've been working a long time on these games uh, yeah. just for the re-release. So it seems like. They've uh, made a significant upgrade. Well, they still at last year. I think come as well. But that might still be a while. Yeah, it's 2012. <laughs> I'm starting to think with these that since Zelda came out, or Ocarina of Time has come out, it's it's almost sparked a retro gaming revival. I'm not sure which was the first announced, but you've got that's come out. You've got uh, your classic PS2 games now coming out. You've got your Resident Evil's been rebooted as well. Yeah. These these are games that were quite popular in their time, are then being rebooted for another, not just another generation, but that other generation to replay yeah. in a new medium. Well, that's it. We bought these games on mass when they came out a long time ago, and a lot of people are still gaming. So I'd love to play them again. Yeah. To be honest, I'd actually be putting up for them to do um, perhaps the Kingdom Heart games, except Kingdom Heart went to uh, a handheld. Yeah. And they're not really releasing console games, and you know even that's they... one of the ones that hold up really well in the handheld. The Kingdom Heart. Um, games that have gone across and it's like the um final fantasy got the name of it i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> oh, okay they, they've held up really well as a portable as well yeah well um, especially the psp kingdom hearts uh birth by sleep that was really yeah. good i played one of the other stupidly titled 248 over two yeah. days ones on yeah. the ds and uh that was a bit more monotonous that one wasn't quite as good but uh yeah, definitely check out Birth by Sleep if you're in your Kingdom Hearts fan. Well, I played the first two Kingdom Hearts on the PlayStation 2 and was really like, I guess one of the frustrating things about those sort of games is they preview the next game on the disc. Yeah. And it's like they pre- they previewed Kingdom Hearts 3 five years ago or something like that. It's like, come on. Why do that if you're not going to release it? And they're like, oh no, we're going handheld now. So that's not in the works anymore. Yeah. It's like, why do it? There's, why preview it if you're not going to make it? There's a 3DS one, like... M- 
magical drop distance or something yeah. like that coming out. Um, and but I guess the uh, the guy who's making or who would be in charge of making Kingdom Hearts three is still busy making Final Fantasy versus thirteen, which has been like six years in the making. So hopefully that game eventually comes out. And we'll get a HD Kingdom Hearts. It game. seems odd. It seems odd that they've got the same people working on those games. Why not? separate them why not have people work on one series and people work on another rather than something like that the frustrating thing about these massive game studios is they pull all of their resources into one thing and it's i, I just i just don't see it as being worth it because what happens when that game crashes and burns I was gonna what say, happens when you spend techland just did that with the, in regards to dead island they released what was it body count just recently and another game that were terrible and then dead islands come out and blown everyone out of the water well, most people out of the water. Uh, I think it's one most people. I think it's, it's a 50-50, man. Yeah. Um, I'm just, the most loved game in the world. This, I'm the number one reviewer in the world, and I've I don't like it. So, <laughs> seen a game, um, a listing, funnily enough, for a, um, a pre-order and a special edition of a game where I'm not even that interested in the game, but it's the pre-order bonus that I'm sort of uh, very excited for as an idea. Is In regards to that idea of what I was saying before, you know, these pre-order bonuses throwing something a bit more than a skin in the game to make it worth your while. Saints Row 3 Smooth Criminal Edition, which just makes me want to, you know, get Michael Jackson back out. It comes with quite a few interesting things as a pre-order. You get the soundtrack with it, which is not too uncommon, but you get Saints Row sunglasses, Saints Row cufflinks, and an ice cube tray that makes bullet-shaped ice cubes <laughs> um, as an odd sort of add-on. To be honest with the Saints Row, I thought it would be something sexual. <laughs> yeah, I was maybe we're going to go here. Well, Saints Row was the one where a lot of the reviewers in America for Saints Row 2 got given things like Saints Row knuckle dusters and all sorts of things that had to be recalled. And I, I got, in a competition or something like that, I got a Saints Row basketball jersey and t-shirt and bullet as well. Yeah. So they've been really into the merchandise for that series for some reason. Yeah, you wore that to a dress-up party at some point. Yeah, I went as a gangster, and I, I uh, tried to tattoo myself with the permanent marker. It was like the worst thing you've ever seen, so luckily it was dark. <laughs> that was a fantastic knife. Uh, and yeah, just to finish off this uh, PlayStation conference thing, they also announced Uncharted Golden Abyss is going to be a launch title, which I thought was pretty nice. And Kojima is working on a new PS3 and Vita game, but he wouldn't say what it was. Cool. So maybe Snatcher 2. Oh, well, uh, something new that I um, had just come across in the last couple of days, which I'm not sure if you guys have come uh, heard as well. I have. Um, oh, yeah, well, I haven't actually said what it is yet. <laughs> um, Red Bull, being, you know, the energy drink company, sponsor of the current uh, Batsby world champion of Formula One and all the rest, they're just about to launch the new mobile network, Red Bull Mobile, um, which will be launching in Australia uh, 29th of September. So what does this mean? I don't know, it's just another mobile network, but I figured since we talk about a new Australian sort of tech and changes that, you know, this might be something that interests some people if they're looking to move on. The hard thing about Australian mobile networks is as much as they're, you know, launching a mobile network, they're using an existing mobile network owned by another company, which owns, the com which owns the network completely and totally and everyone else has to lease from them. Yeah. So it's the hard thing about Australian networks is we are dominated by a monopoly yeah. completely and totally. As much as other companies get to use their system, it is technically owned by one company. Yeah. And that makes it very hard to... I guess with the, they all own telephone poles and things like that, and mobile networks are a little bit different, but certainly our internal networks are all owned by one company. Yeah, certainly. So are they trying to offer us some you know, cheap deals as an incentive to get people to switch over or anything like that? Or? Um, yeah, well, at the moment it seems to be just prepaid, but the, um, the prepaid deals... I don't know what the equivalents are for other companies at the moment because I haven't been on prepaid for quite some time, but... 
certainly you're getting you know uh, fairly decently length recharge per uh, recharge periods where you know your phone won't cut off for up to a year at a time and stuff like that and allowing you to upgrade you know ten anywhere from ten dollars to three hundred sixty five dollars at a time so it seems to be the average for most of them. Does it say which network they're going to be taking it off? Uh, no, not on the listings that I've got here. It's saying that you'll get free uh, streaming of stuff like the Red Bull TV and stuff like that, um, which is a new mobile TV service that they're launching and so forth. Because I guess the question is if we have a problem where some mobile networks don't do very well and other yeah. mobile networks do very well, and I'd be worried if it was taking, and I'm assuming it probably will, not to, not to badmouth them or anything, but I can't imagine they're going in into a market they're not in and buying out on a very high network. I can imagine they're going yeah. with a quite a lower network that has a very poor uh, consumer rating. Linking with Vodafone. Yeah, and Virgin. And Virgin. Okay, yeah. well, uh, not to badmouth them, but there was a large petition for of people on Vodafone networks cracking the shits about them. Yeah. So just 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 saying that most people that were on Vodafone signed a petition saying that they're not providing them with a good enough service. Yeah, no, I'm just. I, was that I, was that bad mouthing or was it? Well, no. I, I used to be on Virgin for quite a while, and I I didn't have really a big problem with that. I wasn't a heavy user or anything like that. I don't know. It's just it's too early to say too much about this. Exactly. Course, I guess. Yeah. I just figured I'd put it out there as a bit of consumer advice. Just saying, from what I've heard, Vodafone isn't the most loved network in the world. I think everyone at the same time could be pissed about. Anyone that anyone is in Telstra. That... Telstra uh, own the network and own the services, so they charge a lot more money than anyone else do. And everyone else is using their system, so they can't provide you with top quality connections. No. Just to put it out there in the world. Whew, there it goes. Can't get back now. Come back. <laughs> Come back. Now, the one thing I want to just uh, chuck on there, um, <gasps> at the end there, it's only quick, <laughs> is uh, what's coming out this week on... Yeah, that's a good idea, because it's... Uh, it's starting got, to get packed. It's got. We have had six months of absolutely nothing decent, and then all of a sudden there's a whole heap all hitting right at the same time. So this week we've got Resistance 3 for the PlayStation 3. Uh, Dead Island is out for PC, PS3, and 360. Um, I, from what we've come across, uh, we're being sort of warned to avoid the Steam version on PC at the moment. Yeah, so I saw it. Um, what happened was Kurt was asking about it because it's cheaper than everywhere else at the moment, and then... Ben put up a thread posting saying, these are the bugs that are currently in the Steam version and 99% of them completely corrupted your game or shut your game down and there was a couple of hundred, I think. And then there was also other problems with it being a, they released the wrong build and a whole lot of problems that way. They'll probably be fixed up by next week anyway. And your antivirus thinks it's a virus? <laughs> well, there was a, a patch that was supposed to fix all that as well and apparently it made things worse a lot of the time. <laughs> Um, and, but one of, the, one of the interesting things is there's a whole bunch of people just working on their own bug fixes. Yeah. So if you did buy it, you know, before this was kind of discovered, there are solutions to this kind of stuff, but you might have to jump through a few hoops. But, uh, yeah, basically I'd just wait or buy the console version if you really want that game. Um, next game out is on this, well, also out as well as Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine for once again 360 PS3 PC. Which you played at E3. I for was about to say, yeah. I got you're obsessed with. Got lucky enough to give it a go at it's, E3. It's basically Gears of War. No, I think it's probably closer to something like a uh, a uh, Ninja Warriors or what's what's the Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden or um, perhaps even Dynasty Warriors. Oh, uh, yeah. Where yeah. it's basically thousands and thousands of enemies come at you and you hack and slash your way through. Um, yeah, I never felt it to be like the idea of thousands and thousands, but I found it to be almost like a 
it's almost like Horde mode, I guess. You could almost mix it with, yeah, Gears of War meets Ninja Gaiden in, in a sense. It had a real Gears of War feel to it in the idea of big chunky marine, lots of fire, but you could get in there and really hack to pieces. I just can't stand that um, stuff. I just can't stand these big chunky marines. Oh, we're going to be talking about it next week. I know. So. <laughs> this, I, I can't stand that. Um, it's so just... So American. Yeah, well, I tell you what, um, have you given the demo a bit of go yet? Or Gears of War 3? No, no, the 40,000 special. I won't be downloading it. Just give, give the demo a go and see what you think, because I actually, I when I first Yeah, saw from it, what I've seen, people went, I was not expecting much from this game, and yeah. it was pretty enjoyable. Yeah, and that's exactly what I expected. I've seen a lot of uh, Warhammer games over the years, and as like I used to be a big Warhammer fan when I was a kid, but um, certainly... Once I actually had a bit of a hands-on with it, it was very good. Then we've got Radiant Silver Gun, which I know nothing about. That's a Xbox Live game. It's a port of a uh, Saturn game, right? Which basically I thought it was notable because on on eBay that game sells for between two hundred and five hundred dollars. Jesus, just because it's Rarity? so yeah, it's very rare. They didn't make many uh, quantities of the original print, and you can't emulate it. So basically, this is the first way that you'll be able to play it in. Quite a long time without, you know, shelling out a whole bunch of money for it. It's made by the guys who did Ikaruga and um, oh, all of those kind of uh, shoot 'em ups, which uh, I haven't played it, but it seems cool. And then we were, the final thing is, uh, well, the final main game I should say is Star Fox sixty four three D. Yeah. So I, oh, cool. That'd be good. I, I love that game. Yeah. I've heard uh, lots of good things about this version, um, and I've got it on order. So hopefully, I'll be able to give you a rundown soon. Cool. Um, well, hopefully this next week we'll get some more reviews up. I've been pretty slack the last couple of weeks. So I'll buy for that matter. And so, uh, if you want to uh, send us an email into the the site or the podcast for that matter, uh, send it to podcast at pressx.com.au. And yeah, we'll basically try our hardest to answer any questions that are sent in. Um, on top of that, please send in any basically criticisms or advice or anything that you want to basically... Constructive, please. Construct, yeah, basically anything at this point. Um, Which I don't really care. I probably won't read them anyway. Yeah, so. well, that's it. If you send something... Say whatever you want. If you send something dis- destructive instead of constructive, we'll just delete it anyway. But, um, yeah, feel free to write into us. I think Ben's got our uh, podcast question this week. Yeah, this is an example of one of the questions you can ask us. Come to you today from Kurt's Internet History. <laughs> it's on uh, Yahoo Questions. Craving human flesh, please help. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give a bit of a background to that one. Um, I, I, don't, watching, I don't know why. I was watching The Road the other night. It's a fantastic, very, very dark, sad, in a way, sad film uh, based in sort of a post-apocalyptic uh, future in which a man and his son are basically traveling to try and survive, you know, the horrors of what's left in the, in the future for them. And it's based on a Pulitzer Prize winning book called Pulling Up the Road. Um, and in it, they come across cannibals where they've all gone nuts, and it sort of spurred the question in the sense of I've seen a lot of movies and games in which people who have eaten human flesh all seem to be psychotic and crazy and so forth, and I wanted to know if you eat human flesh, do you actually go nuts, or is it just like normal meat? Because uh, Kurt was thinking, these cannibals look delicious, (laughs) and I'm sure they were sane before they started eating the flesh. Exactly. All right, so this is what... The guy formerly, no, only known as T, wrote, (laughs) I was walking down the street yesterday and every time I saw someone, I got really hungry. I saw them as food and not people. Is it legal to eat human flesh with the person's consent? Also, how can I get over the urge to chomp on everyone I see? I wish I was joking, is what his (laughs) additional details include. I wish he wasn't trolling. Yeah. So, Um, um, Kurt, you seem to know all about human flesh. Is it legal to eat it? No. 
Pity. Um, pretty it, much. It does look delicious. Well, actually, I'm not a lawyer, but from what I can work out, no, it's not illegal to eat human flesh. That wasn't actually my question on, on um, Yahoo questions. I was just looking into what other people have said about it. Um, no matter how many people, how much you get them to sign legal documents saying, you know, you can eat me and so forth. No, you can't. Um, and from what I can work out, unless you're eating people in remote African tribes that suffer from Kuru, which is a virus, um, no, you don't go crazy from eating human flesh, as far as I can tell online. However, you can never tell if people online are doctors or crackpots, really. If you've eaten human flesh and are yeah. crazy, uh, write in. Yeah, absolutely. Write in. Tell us what you think. Um, yeah, hopefully you can still speak English at that point, though. And you can tell us which of us sounds the most delicious. <laughs> I'm betting. In a non-sexual way, please. Or oh, sexual way, whatever. <laughs> Alright, uh, I guess it's time to sign off. Nick's playing games with his iPhone anyway. So, um, I'm Kurt. I'm Ben. I'm Nick. And uh, thanks for listening. Bow, chicka, bow, wow. This is the outro theme song. <laughs> outro theme song. <laughs> outro theme song. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow, outro. <laughs> outro.